Hey, it's Lindsay and Carmel with Single and Mighty. And today we have Sophia Valdez on with us. Sophia caught our attention when we read an article that she wrote in Alpha, which is a fantastic community for women in tech. And I reached out to her because we wanted to know more. Not only has she grown her income like threefold in two quick years and mm-hmm. really built an amazing career, but she's also done it while being a single mom. She's just, she's got such a, such an inspiring story. If there's one person that you would like be like, yeah, that she's going to be fine. Like no matter what life throws at her, she's going to be fine. She's like the person. Oh, that's so fun. But you know, like when you're a kid, I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, there were all these like stories, like don't do the wrong thing. Don't get pregnant. Don't end up single. Like all of these. And she's like, yeah, yeah did, that, did that, did that. And she's still moving forward. And I just love that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I am super excited to share this today. Yeah, me too. All right, let's get into it. All right, so welcome to the Single and Mighty podcast, Sophia. Thank you. Thank you so much, Lindsay and Carmel, for inviting me today. Uh, Like I said earlier, this is my first time doing anything like this, but I'm super excited and stoked to get to know you more, get to know the podcast, and and just tell you a little bit more about myself. Awesome. Awesome. Well, and with that, I'd love to start by having you just share your story. Okay. Um, you know, so I grew up actually, I grew up in rural Idaho, just outside of Boise. I don't know if you're familiar with Idaho. You know, a lot of people skip over Idaho, which is really funny. They know about us because of potatoes. And so when I travel, I travel a lot now. I'm always everyone's first Idahoan that they meet, which is a really fun and weird thing. Cause I'm like, does anyone leave Idaho? Like what the heck? Um, so I grew up in Idaho. Um, I currently live in Seattle moved here about four years ago with my children and I moved here to single. Like I don't have any family or friends out here. Uh, a little background. I actually was a teen mom. So I had my daughter at 19, um, during that time, actually, I was really big in, in high school. I, I did a lot of things. I was very active in my community. I was very active, active in leadership. I had a full ride scholarship at the time to a university, um, Alamo University, which is in Portland, Oregon, because um, I wanted to be an attorney at the time. And um, when I got there, you know, I went through the first two weeks and I got really sick and I found out I was pregnant. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Oh, man. Unfortunately, I was on a full ride and everything. And I'm, um, you know, the first to go to college. Uh, I, I come from from a really large family. Uh, my, my grandmother had 13 children. I'm one of like 65 first cousins. Um, wow. and so, <laughs> yeah. So growing up in Idaho, we all grew up together. Like no one left. So, um, you know, all my family, like they sent me off with this big, huge, like hurrah, because I was the first one to go off to college out of all my cousins. So it was, you know, it was really one of those things in life where you come back and you just kind of you know, try to figure out life. Like now I'm rearranging, right. I'm a teenager and going through all these things, you know, I had a supportive family. My, my parents very supportive, but I had to kind of get on my grind in another way. Yes. I could go to school, but I really was intentional about getting a job and um, being able to provide for me and my daughter. So right off the bat, I got a job, try to do the full-time school and full-time work. That is not a good idea as a single parent, as a new single parent, you know, I lived on my own with my baby and it was just very difficult 
old. Um, and so I dropped out of college, continued to work um, at a call center at the time. So I was making really great money for Idaho. Then I just was like, I need to go back to school. You know, it was always in me to, to get my education. And, and so I went back to school when my daughter was about five so full-time, went back to school, worked part-time, kind of did that, you know, graduated, got married during that time, was married, um, had another child. Then I graduated from college and I went back to get my master's. So during that time, you know, our, our marriage broke down. So we, we got a divorce <laughs> and I had a son at the time. So my son was about three, um, and then I, I was going through my master's and going through my divorce and, wow. you know, had two kids to take care of, had a, had a household, I, you know, I had a house and was working full time and going to school full time because, um, you know, I needed to get my master's and I was in a cohort model. So it was, it was a little easier um, just because they were more understanding. Um, and you know, that year while I was going through my divorce was probably the toughest year. We talk about being a single parent, but being a single parent and going to school and going through divorce. I, I, my career counselor friend at the time, she pulled up like for me, like the difference, like grief, right. And like the most excessive grief, I think there's like a list of things that people go through and like divorce was one of them, a new job, a new, um, like, you know, graduation, like all of those things are just super, super stressful. And I was going through them all at the same time. Um, (laughs) yeah. So, you know, and I didn't do it without my support system. Obviously I was able to graduate at that time. Uh, my ex-husband and I had talked about moving to Seattle once I had graduated, right. Because I was going to have more opportunities for my mass with my master's degree, um, to get out here and, you know, make more money. And he, he was also in like art, art and stuff. And so, Seattle is perfect for us. So one of my, yeah, one of my friends, she hit me up and she's like, Hey, like I have a job for you. Come, come check it out. So I was like, I hadn't even thought about it. Right. Cause I'm going through all this like crazy stuff. So I was like, heck yeah. And so I hopped on a plane, came out to Seattle and, um, interviewed and, you know, I was like, I'm going to make the move. And me and my kids kind of packed up and moved out here and the rest is history. Um, I've been here for, I think three and a half years, almost four. Um, during that time I've, I've increased my pay, um, you know, with the intention, I came out with the intention of building my career. Um, and also, um, just Washington state has better education opposed to Idaho. And I knew that when my daughter was in high school that I wanted to be in Washington, um, state so she could, um, you know, take advantage of the opportunities that for college that, that was out here. Um, so she'll actually graduate in June, um, yay, <laughs> yay and go uh, to, to community college out here, which is fully paid. So it's very resourceful in finding those, um, those things for us. And, um, yeah, and I started my new job on Monday as a recruiter for, for TikTok. And, you know, I, I, yeah, I I guess that goes, you know, that's just a little bit about me, um, in a nutshell. Congratulations on starting the new job. That's really (laughs) exciting. Yeah. I'm super excited. Yeah. Thank you. And it's such a fascinating journey. You haven't talked about this yet, but this was in the article that you wrote, um, your journey to, really financial abundance where you're at now with this TikTok job. So I I would Mm -hmm. love for you to share that part of the story because you just did it so fast. Yeah, I'm kind of like that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I I am, I'm not just an emulator. If I see someone doing something 
I look at it and I was like, why can't I do it? Like, you know, mm. I was raised to believe that I could do anything. Like my parents did a really good job of instilling that in me early on. Sky's the limit, right? You know, I, I did make some choices that, that kind of pushed me um, behind my, my counterparts a little bit, you know, having a daughter early on like that, you know, and, and having to care for her and provide and go to school. Like obviously like that, that pushed me back a little bit, but I was still able to do it, get my master's and, and, and go through that. And, you know, in hindsight, like I would probably be even further, you know, in my, in my career and in my life. But, um, you know, when I got here, I was just very, very intentional in um, in the work that I wanted to do. So um, in Idaho, I actually worked for, for Boise state um, for a, a federally funded program that helps first gen college students go to college. So I worked with, um, seventh, seventh through 12th graders. So that was my, my thing, just being able to, you know, help students who were kind of like me, you know, growing up underrepresented, you know, without, um, the opportunities that, you know, maybe other people receive. And, and, um, so I did that for a long time, helping them get to college and sent many students to college. Uh, so when I moved to Seattle, I knew that I wanted to do the work, the same work because it's, it's just who I am. I love helping people. I love being able to teach people, not teach people, but teach, but also expose people to opportunities that they maybe have not thought about or they haven't seen, right? Wherever they're growing up or what, you know, in their families. And, and so, um, when I got out here to Seattle, I, I worked in higher ed for a little bit. Then I, I moved over to the nonprofit space where I was continuing to do the work, but for 18 to 24 year olds who, um, who had never maybe worked a, a corporate job before. So I was a program manager for a program called year up where we, you know, focus on getting these students prepared for a year's worth of basically essentially an internship at a corporation. And so, you know, nonprofit life, like I love it. I love what we do, but the pay is not great. Right. So, um, I mean, so a lot of my counterparts were like married. We don't talk about like how marriage is kind of a privilege, right. Especially as single people, uh, when it comes to finances, it is a privilege to be married in that, in that aspect. Um, and I knew for me that I could, I could make money on my own without needing a partner to, to kind of provide, you know, both incomes. And that was my goal. And that was my intention. I even told my ex-husband like, one day I'm not going to need child support, you know, <laughs> like we'll put, we'll put, yeah. And we'll put that away. You know what I mean? Because that was my goal and my intention. Like I, I come from a strong a strong family of women who have always just shown that you could do it on your own. Um, and, and not to say that I don't ever need help or I don't ask for support, but it was very important for me to be financially free <laughs> from anyone else. Yeah. And so one day I was just talking to my students. Um, they were kind of struggling because they were at their internship and they just didn't feel like they fit there. And you know, the imposter syndrome hits. And so it was my job to mentor the student to, to stay at their internship. No, like, you know, Know, like just stay at the end like you're gonna reap so much so many rewards so much benefits and you know the Hi. whole point of the program was for them to convert to a full-time role at a tech place a tech company so you know they'll go from making some of them didn't even you know work so from making like literally maybe fifteen dollars an hour to you know seventy to eighty thousand you know here I am making fifty five at the time and so COVID had just hit and this girl calls me crying and you know I'm mentoring I'm doing the best I can um you know to get her to, to just 
you know, buckle up and, and go to work the next day. Um, you know, and I got off the phone with her and it just hit me like, so what are you doing? Like you are preaching to basically who you were when you were 18 to, you know, that same age, like, so why can't you do it too? Right. Yes. And so, yeah. And I, and I think that that just empowered me because, you know, they look to me for advice, but also they see themselves in me. So it's like, if I'm working at these companies then how, how much more powerful would that be for them to see me there in, in a, you know, in a capacity where I can actually help once I'm there, uh, which I feel like I could do more work when I'm in the company. And so that, you know, I got into recruiting, um, which I've done recruiting, you know, my, my entire life as far as, uh, you know, recruiting for programs and stuff. And so now I'm recruiting for TikTok. I recruited for uh, Meta and, and Microsoft for a little bit and just focusing on that diversity, equity, inclusion, and really being being intentional with finding people who, you know, like are not just like me, but maybe grew up in like a rural area. Like I said, people don't really meet a lot of Idahoans. So it's like, we don't get those opportunities that, that maybe people who live in a, in Seattle get. So how can I be an inten- intentional when I'm recruiting uh, to find those people? Um, and, you know, I've been able to recruit, I recruited a, a student from Mississippi state college and, uh, as a, for an internship at Meta. And he was just so grateful because he said, you know what, miss, miss, he said, miss Sophia, he said, oh people meta doesn't come to Mississippi. Um, so thank you so much. And, and I think that that was one of my aha moments. Like, so if you got out of Idaho for a reason, it's because there's still people there that need, need opportunity. I mean, not just in Idaho, but, but people who just aren't given those opportunities. So, so yeah, so that's kind of my, my soapbox and, and where I'm at. And, um, you know, yes, it was great to, to raise my pay from 55 to where I'm at now, which is like three times, um, the amount. And also like, I get to do what I love and I get to work with people who are doing amazing, amazing work at these companies. There are people behind the scenes who really, really care about people. I just love that you're motivated by lifting other people up on such a deep level, like in so Mm -hmm. many ways. And, uh, even that you said that marriage is a privilege that puts people in a a different place financially than if they're doing it on their own and just recognizing that is really important. Yeah. Yeah. Me and my, I mean, I have, I have really good friends out here in Seattle who, you know, we, you know, we're strong women who really lift each other up when it comes to it. Like when I was applying for roles, like I had two other friends who were applying for roles. They now received roles, received offers. And, you know, they call me like, okay, how do I negotiate? And I had one friend, she's amazing. She, she went back three times to be like, no, no. And they gave her what she wanted. And it was just incredible to see that empowerment, like even through text, right. We're back and forth. And, um, yeah. And I think, if one of us is empowered, it empowers many. Right. And, um, if you've ever, you know, been a, well, you, you are single parents, you know, that, that that's huge, right. In a support system, you need that empowerment to know that you can the next day wake up and, and go to work. Right. Cause you've done so many things you've worked with your kids all night or, you know, and, and sometimes it, sometimes we don't, we don't get that option, right. To quit. No, we don't. <laughs> um, that's a big yeah. thing too, is I think you, you all had a question is like, um, I, I don't know. You had a question is like, what's as being a single parent, like, how do you, um, 
and you can ask it like, how do you, you maintain all of these relationships and, and, uh, with your kids and, and with love interests and all these things. And it's like, we don't really get an option to sit down and like compartmentalize, right? Like we're, <laughs> we're just like, we just do because we have people who are watching us. Um, we have kids who are watching us, um, which is huge. You know, you have your son and your, your, my son and my daughter who, who've been able to see these things. Like they may not like notice now, but when they're older, they're like, dang, like, oh, yeah. um, you know, my mom was able to do all those things oh, yeah. on her own. And, um, so yeah, yeah, you bet. Yeah. And I think that, yeah. And I think that's a huge, at least it's for me, it's a huge motivator being yeah. an example for my son mm-hmm. that, you know, he can, he doesn't need to have a partner. He doesn't need to necessarily yep. follow a specific track in life that, you know, he can forge his own way and, and succeed. Yeah, definitely. Um, I look at my daughter sometimes she is such strong, um, uh, not just values, but like just the way she carries herself. And she's always kind of been like this where she, you can't tell her anything. Like she's not a follower. Like if her friends are like, I want to do this. She's like, well, I don't want to do that. And I'm not going to so cool. like, she's just always been like that. And I'm always like, where do you get this from? And you know, I wonder, I wonder where yeah. she got that from. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, her she's she's very strong-minded and um which excites me because I'm like okay, so I don't have to worry about her to college, she can figure it out. Awesome. Um but yeah, I really feel that. That's so cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's 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 that must be kind of comforting to know that she is her own person cuz like I I look back at who I was when I was in high school, like just graduating from high school and I just so didn't know who I was not really and I could make my own decisions but definitely I was not nearly as independent as I have become later in life mm-hmm. and so to have that level of self-knowing and self-confidence just you know you must have done something right Sophia <laughs> I hope <laughs> time will tell she's 18 ask. now so I'm like you're 18 it's <laughs> when so the metal hits the road right <laughs> I have that 18 year old too. Yeah. It's fantastic watching them grow into their own people when they're young adults and just seeing, Mm -hmm. you know, my, my kids come back to me and they say, Oh, you know, you've always been entrepreneurial. So I, I think this way and I've noticed that not everybody thinks like me or, you know, it's just neat to have that come Mm -hmm. back at you. It's, it's very affirming. It's neat. Yes. Yeah, I love it. So there's so many things to unpack here, but for, for the purposes of like helping people on our podcast, Mm -hmm. what would you recommend Mm -hmm. as sort of like a way of looking at your income and growing your income or reaching those milestones that you want to, to reach, to grow your financial Mm -hmm. independence? Yeah. Um, you know, just going back to being intentional, right? Like what, where do I see myself? What kind of work do I want to do? Um, and you know, sometimes it can be hard to figure out. Um, if you ask your friends, like your friends know you, if you have a really good support system, they know you and they can read you and they can kind of help guide you too. Um, as far as like what you would be good at. Um, but I, I was just really intentional about the work that I wanted to do. Um, and I think, 
that that's, that's probably the advice I would give is just being intentional, you know, call it out. Like, you know, people are really big right now about, um, speaking, you know, things into the universe. And, and it's true. Like one of my friends, she's, she's really big in like Reiki and like healing and, and that words matter. And we, she was one of the first friends I met here in Seattle. I think she really helped, helped me see that it, it is true. Like if you call it out today, it could happen tomorrow. Um, and just being positive in that. Um, another thing is, is networking, finding your people, finding your, you know, your tribe or, or people who are also like-minded, but also are doing the work that you want to do. So when you find out what you want to do, go find those people who are doing it and say, Hey, can I chat with you for like 15 minutes? Like what did you do to get here? Cause everyone's journey and path is different. Um, but also they could just give you some really good tips on how to, how to get to where, where they are. Um, so I, I've been, like I said, really, really intentional on that. Yeah. I love that. I love the idea of the intention and it. And it sounds like you weren't just intentional about what you wanted to do. You were also very intentional about how much money you wanted to make. <laughs> like, and I think that's a really important thing, especially yes. for women, mm-hmm. you know, we'll kind of like, well, you know, whatever the offer is, I just, as long as I'm making more than I'm making now. Yeah. And I just think that's such a huge disservice to ourselves and to other women out there in the world. Exactly. I think that that's, that's true. Right. And it, and it goes back to, to being able to research and see what's in the market right now, see who's doing that work and, um, also seeing your own worth, right? Like I went to school, I have a master's degree. Like I've worked these other jobs. I have 10 years of experience. How do that? How do I talk to that? I speak to that. Um, so, so knowing your worth is huge. Um, I have people reach out to me now who are like transitioning from maybe nonprofit or higher ed into tech or into another space, maybe like healthcare or something that they want to do. And, you know, I just always go back to like, you've done this work. Like now you got to speak to it and be confident in it. Um, because that's why, you know, you did it, you did the hard work. Now it's just reaping the benefits of, of, finding that job and, and the money, money will come. Um, so, so yeah, so to, to that, I just say, um, yeah, continue to know your worth. I love that. I also love that you did the really hard work of going back to school and sticking with it, hack through your masters, um, as you had this growing family, as you had a divorce, it just sounds like you were determined, um, to grow that way. I like to say I blacked out (laughs) during that time. I think I blacked out and I was just like, (laughs) um, no, I, I always give kudos like to my, my, my mom. She, she helped a lot during that time. Um, I had a really good, um, mentor, you know, for my master's degree, her name's Deb. She, she was amazing. She was also a single mom, um, before she, she was a teen single mom. So we, we had bonded on that. We were kind of in the same program, um, when we were teenagers. So, um, she was just a, a great help. So my boss at the time, like she was also a single parent. Wow. I was like thinking about it now, like, and she was just very helpful and she had gone through a divorce. And so she was able to be like, Hey, if you need time, like I totally get it. Um, so I was just blessed to be around really strong women who understood what I was going through at the time. Um, and kind of just allowed me to, to go through as I was grieving, right. As I was, you know, having to take care of my children, um, you know, as well as grieving and, and, 
finishing school and working. So, um, <laughs> so I, I always give kudos to, to the people who, who've helped. So even though you grew this incredible financial abundance and this independence, it really is based on interdependence in a support system. And I guess any of us, we don't know who's out there that's going to be in our corner, but you'll find people out coming out of the woodwork who are going to be in your corner when you yeah. go out to your dreams. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why, you know, I, I love giving back because it's like someone did that for me at one point and, you know, and I, I'm really like, if people reach out to me, I, I do my best to look through my LinkedIn uh, mailbox and, and try to help, um, as much as I can, but that's why it's cause someone did it for me and, and I never want to forget that. That's really great. That, that support system is so key. And I'm curious, like in Idaho, you had this wonderful, extensive support system. (laughs) And when you moved, you didn't really know anybody in Seattle. So, um, Mm -hmm. I'm curious, you know, how, how did you go about rebuilding a support system, um, for that new geographical area? Um, so when I got here to Seattle, um, like I had like one or two friends I had met through, um, the, when I worked through the trio programs, I was involved in like leadership. And so I had networked in my region. So I knew people who had worked at UW. So I had a couple of friends, but you know, they live like 30 minutes away from me. So it was not, you know, anyone that I could really be like, Hey, I need your help. Um, but I just, I'm really, I'm a friendly person. I'm very good at like making friends and, and knowing what I want. Um, and so when I first got here, um, it was just me and my kids, but then I, you know, I started my job right away, made some friends there who are, who are actually also single moms. Um, so that kind of helped, helped push, you know, I guess I, I had some friends. Um, and then through my daughter, I met some friends, um, cause she was, you know, in school. And so I met some moms through there. Um, and, but then when I went to the nonprofit, that's when I really created some bonds and friendships of people who, um, you know, who were doing the, the work and who had moved here from other cities. Um, my friend, uh, Melanie, we call her Chavez cause her last name is Chavez, like Cesar Chavez. Um, and so we, we bonded my boss at the time. She was great. Um, she, you know, I went and got, um, LASIK surgery and I didn't have anyone take me. So I was going to Uber and she's like, what are you doing? That's like a surgery. And I was like, I don't know. And so she took me, you know, so if you ask, like people are so great, you know? Um, and, and so I just feel like I've, I've been able to just be around some strong women, um, who are, who are just kind and loving. And, um, and it might be because of the work I do, (laughs) right. You're surrounding yourself by people who are, who are like-minded and who are giving back. And, um, so yeah, so it wasn't, it wasn't too difficult. Um, and then in my apartment complex, I have, you know, I made friends here. Um, yeah. So, and I'm, I moved to Austin for stint too, for like six months. That was, that was wild. Um, I, I made a ton of friends there. So now I have like this huge network of people. Um, so, so yeah, I, I guess I just did it. I just, um, wasn't scared. Uh, I think at the time 
um, after my divorce, I was just ready for a new life and ready to, to kind of get back to who I was as a person. Right. Um, we don't talk about that a lot, but in marriage, sometimes we lose ourselves. Oh, even in being a, a mom, right. We can lose ourselves. So I was just very like, I need to find myself again. I went to therapy. Um, and that really helped, um, you know, I think my therapist said something like in my marriage, like I was trying to be someone I wasn't because of expectations from society, like what a mom or a wife or a woman should be. And I was trying to do too much, <laughs> pretty much. Right. Instead of just doing what I was great at, I was trying to do everything. Um, so I, I think just going back to that, I, I was like, no, this is who I am and I'm going to make friends and I'm going to, you know, do what I need to do. <laughs> so amazing. It sounds like a, a lot of single moms also came out in your, I think we all need to identify ourselves if we're single parents. We need to sort of like have the ability to find other single parents out there. That's, that's great. For sure. For sure. Yeah. I think you're, um, I think you're right in, and now I've lost my question. I actually, <laughs> I had a thought and then I completely lost it. Um, but I, but I do think it's important to ask for the help. And that's mm -hmm. one thing that a lot of us struggle to do. Um, mm -hmm. but you know, our, our connections get stronger when we give and receive support from other people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's not an easy thing to do. Like it took me to go to therapy to realize I needed to do that. <laughs> um, that was my uh, question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was really about finding yourself. Cause I think we, we don't realize as it's happening that we're losing ourselves in mm -hmm. the changes in our lives, whether it's mm -hmm. marriage or becoming a parent, mm -hmm. you know, anytime you're in relationship with others. And so I think it's really amazing that you had that, that insight that said, mm -hmm. I need to go and find myself again. And you gave yeah. yourself permission to do that. And it's not easy as a mom to, to be able to do that. Right. Because we have this like mom guilt because of society telling us like, you need to focus on your kids. Yes. And also I, I need to have time for myself so I can be the best me to my kids. Right. Cause if I'm stressed out because I'm trying to do everything like that no one enjoys someone who's stressed all the time or who, you know, might flip out at them because they're stressed about something else or so I think um that was that was the best thing is just being able to to get passive like focus on your kids to being like no you need you need to focus on yourself um so that you can you can do both that's so important I think that was one of my aha moments too it's like you can't fight the fight for your kids and you know a hard divorce whatever it is if you are completely empty and depleted like the best thing you can do mm -hmm. is work on yourself because that gives to everyone around you so it's amazing Exactly. I yes. love it. So what do you guys like to do these days? How, like, what do you love to do for fun in Seattle? And uh, how do you hang out and spend family time? 
Oh, man. Um, so my son's in soccer. So soccer Sundays, that's always fun. Um, and then with my daughter, she's super big into like writing and reading. So she'll write and I'll read her stories or um, go to the movies. She's, she's kind of a more of an introvert. So we'll we'll do those things. Um, for me, I love cycling. I, I bike uh, when it's not raining, of course. Um, and, uh, you know, just getting outside, just the fresh air. Um, I think that's a big reason too, why I love living in Seattle. Like the air is the freshest, <laughs> um, and just like going for walks, hikes, the waters in the summer, like paddle boarding. And, um, it's just, yeah, it's just a very active place, um, which I love, um, and it's not like stuffy. So, um, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much what I do for fun. I obviously go to like happy hours with my friends. I have one today at five, um, where I'll meet my girls and hang out and kind of chat, um, which is exciting. Um, yeah, so it's like, that's what I do. That's awesome. It sounds like you are a perfect fit for the Pacific Northwest. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. I have visited the South many a times and I'm like, Oh, yeah, I need, I need the North. I'm from the North. Um, um, yeah, it's, it's beautiful out here. But just so, just so inspiring, you know, like to go from, um, to make that big of a leap in your income in a span of two years, like there are plenty of people who would say that's not possible and Mm -hmm. you just prove them all wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I have more goals. I meet with my boss next week and I'm supposed to go over my, my goals. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) yes. (laughs) And do do you have to add to what you've said so far? Um, yeah, I think for me, you know, um, being a mom, being, you know, even a single parent, um, it is something that we sometimes forget as a skill, right? We, we have program management skills. We have, um, collaboration skills. We have to talk, you know, try to, uh, compromise with our kids. So there's so many skills that we miss out on that when we're looking for a job, we don't, we don't see in ourselves. I think that's important, um, to add in, like we can add that on our resume. Yes. Not like mom, but like, you know, the skills that we have, we've been able to assess like being resourceful, you know, being, um, what's another one, like just being able to get your schedule set, like those type of things are huge. And I, and I think that's something that we miss out on when we're thinking about our career and about, um, you know, what our next is, um, being able to add that to our resume is just super Absolutely. huge. I would add on to that negotiation <laughs> skills because anybody who has, <laughs> especially little kids knows that oh you God, build some serious <laughs> negotiating chops with them because they are relentless. <laughs> little kids relentless, and 14 yes. year olds. <laughs> I, have, I have a, I have a, I have a Bakugan <laughs> negotiation going on right now with my son. So I know what, what, you, I know what you mean. Who wants what? <laughs> Oh my, he wants all the Bakugan and he needs to do well in school. All right, mama. <laughs> I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's really important. And even for those who 
those of us who don't go as far as we wanted to in our educations and we get into the workforce because we're supporting our kids, Mm -hmm. we're still picking up a lot of those skills and the real work that we do in the world is where, what it comes down to. So being able to leverage that, that work, whatever it is, and that education, whatever it is into something bigger. Yeah. I love that. For sure. That's fantastic. All right. You are at the lightning round. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh, It sounds scarier than it is. (laughs) Do you want to start? start? Yeah. So, okay. Number one, complete the sentence. Single parenting is... It's been life for a long time, so it's life right now. <laughs> that reminds me of the Ted Lasso comment. Football is life. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> uh, I, I love Ted. I could watch the whole series again. <laughs> um, what is the best piece of advice you've ever gotten? Oh, um, it, it would be asking for help. Um, you know, like I said, I had to go to therapy to, to get that advice, but it did, you know, just bring so much more joy into my life because I was so stressed and I'm naturally a fun person, but I wasn't for a really long time. Um, and then, so when I started asking for help, that joy was able to, to come back to me and, and I was able to be my, my true self. So I love that. Yeah. yeah. It's so hard to be that wonderful person that you are when you are completely trying to live up to all the expectations and not happy and stressed out and making a change just for that reason can bring you so much. I love it. Um, okay. What is the top quality that you love to have in a friend? Oh my goodness. A hype man. Oh, I, so I, I love that my, you know, my, my friends are just so they're just, they just hype me up. They just say, girl, you could do it, you know? And they call out those things in me that I might not be seeing at the moment. Um, so yes, a hype woman, hype man, hype person. Um, that is literally my favorite quality. (laughs) Amazing. I agree. Uh, Brene Brown has this story about, um, you know, the kind of qualities that you look for a friend and, and, you know, you want to avoid candle blower outers is what she calls them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, instead you want to have friends that protect your candle and, and are, you know, really in awe of how beautiful and wonderful the light from that candle is. And I think that's just such a beautiful representation of that concept. So that's awesome. Um, what is your favorite thing about yourself? Um, I like to say I'm funny. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I do, I do love humor. I love not taking myself so seriously. Um, that's probably my favorite thing is is I'm very lighthearted. Um, sometimes I can come off as, as not being serious. Uh, my sister's like, she's very serious. She's like the firstborn. And so when we get together, I just make her be the silliest. And it's so funny to see her, you know, in that, in that space. Cause I never, you know, got to see her growing up. Cause she was always so serious. Um, so yeah. So I think just that, um, lightheartedness and, and, and fun. 
That's so great. We all need someone who brings like, I'm firstborn too. And so I have that tendency to be really responsible and serious, and, <laughs> but I do love yes. to have fun. And so I love it when I can be around someone who almost gives me permission to be fun and yeah, silly. To be yourself. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Because yes. it's in there. Oh yeah. <laughs> just hitting on the responsibility. Yeah, you're just going to turn it down. I love it. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of the lightning round. So Sophia, thank you so much for spending this time with us. I think this has been a unforgettable interview. Oh, so many great tips and ideas. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And just who you are authentically down to from when you were a kid is just so special and I'm glad you have been told that by by your friends and by the world thank you yes thank you so much for your time and in hearing my story um you know it's the story obviously hasn't ended right I'm continuing to do what, what I what I hope to do in this world um you know I just want to leave with everyone is like as a single parent um giving back and to other single parents or to just to other people. It's just, it's huge. You never know what someone's going through. So, um, I just want to leave you with that. Um, just remember who, who supported you in a time when you needed it and continue to yes. uh, pay it forward. Love it. All right. So important. Mm -hmm. yes. Thanks for joining us Thank today. You. Have a wonderful first time at your job. Is it your first week? Yeah. Yeah. It is my first week, so I'm coming up at the end. I'm, I'm super excited. I have some meetings today, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited to get started and and to be able to recruit some awesome talents for the company. Fabulous. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes, I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go viral. I tell you, TikTok. All right there, you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you again for joining All us. Right. Thanks. Before you leave, we want to give a big shout out to our friend and musician Laura Kosh who wrote our intro slash outro music. Laura is the singer-songwriter for the band The Quirks, and you can find them online at thequirks.com. -E if you enjoyed the show, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, and share it with other single parents in your life. Thanks for listening. Three, two, one.